Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 41, the Boom Boom Beck edition. Shout out to Boom Boom Beck from the 1945 Cincinnati Reds. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight uh, we've got a couple people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. First, let's go to Branch. Branch, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, kind of in the twilight of the season here, trying not to get too emotional about it. And I'm already leaving and stuff, but I'm doing good. All right, we also have the Woo. Woo, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. That's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. All right, well... We've got a couple topics here, kind of one's disgusting and one is a little off the wall. Uh, let's start with the disgusting one, because why not? Felipe Vasquez of the Pirates was arrested for trying to solicit sex, or he did solicit from a minor. And by minor, I mean she was 13 the first time and now is like 15 or something like that. Disgusting, regardless. This is a guy who's been in multiple fights with his own teammates and with other teams. So the question is, what's with this guy that no one could see that there was something wrong? Uh, Wu, I want to start with you. Tell me that the Pirates did not know this was going on. I, I don't know, but I can tell you why his behavior and stuff's put up with. It's because he can throw a baseball at a MLB professional velocity or control or yeah. whatever else and that uh, that awards you like other sports awards you a lot of uh avenues in life and things get overlooked and turn the other way and that's kind of how you end up here yeah he throws a baseball 100 miles an hour and i bet the dodgers are probably pretty glad they did not trade for him branch give me your thoughts on the whole disgusting felipe vasquez situation it's uh yeah he's he, the only reason that it wasn't brought to light earlier is he's had a great year. Yeah, uh, they were looking to trade him. I'm kind of curious if any stories are going to come out about teams knowing about that at the trade deadline. That this investigation was underway. It's just something to kind of pay attention to. Um, I I feel sorry for the victim. I mean, a 13 year girl getting hit on by a pro baseball player. You know, acting like you know that's not praying on somebody is just that's wrong it, it is and uh it it it's turning the uh pirate shit show into even more of a pirate shit show i listened to clint hurdle today he was on with casey stern on uh, mlb network radio and he was trying to spin it to where there's a lot of good men on this team and we're going to try to turn this into a positive to make sure things like this don't happen again what? It was very hr -y. Um I'm sure you can go to MLBnetwork.com's or NetworkRadio.com and, and listen to it. But Casey Stern, what they, they weren't—he wasn't terrible on it, but he also was—he was tossing some softballs up there, kind of like. And I'm sure this is letting you see that there's some young guys on the team because they had a team meeting yesterday, 
and letting some young guys stand up and and show their leadership skills because they were speaking out against what what Vasquez had done. And it was all kind of a little bit of a gut-wrenching thing, but it, it, it sounded like Clint Hurdle was reading off the script that HR, you know, handed him. Yeah. Which is probably the best thing for him to do, honestly, even though, you know, I'd still like to punch that fucker in the face. And I really um, wouldn't expect uh, MLB Network to be throwing any kind of tough questions as well. well. No. They weren't, you know. they weren't real tough. No, they, they weren't real tough. And the thing that brought me down the most about listening to that is today was Roberto Clemente Day. Oh, and then they were talking about all the Pirates players were out in Pittsburgh, you know, celebrating and speaking on Roberto Clemente's. A great human. And just, yes. you know, oh, the exact opposite. Which, which is yeah. one of the greatest humans to ever live. And it was kind of sad. It, it was sad because this piece of shit looked at a 13-year-old girl and instead of thinking... Oh, she ain't she cute. Oh, I'll sign a baseball for her and move on with your life. He thought, hey, I'm going to hit that. You know what I would like to see in baseball? I, 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 what's wrong with him? It's just, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I would like to see Major League Baseball. Let, let the legal side play itself out, right? I mean, the guy's yeah. not going to play right, yeah. when it's done. And then let's, let's just jump ahead and um, say that he's found guilty in some regard. I, I would like to see Major League Baseball just give the man a lifetime ban. Like, oh, absolutely! It's, it's the it's the kind of behavior that has no place anywhere in society, let alone in any sport. And it'd be nice, to, refreshing in a way, to see a professional league take some kind of stand against wrong, yeah, absolutely abhorrent behavior that's just yeah counter to what should be even remotely acceptable. And I've got I, I don't expect that to happen, but I would like to see that happen. And I've got I've got two things to add about this. One, Kyle Crick, all of a sudden. People think a lot better of him now because he punched the dude. Um, I don't know if his argument about preferential treatment now, uh, you have to go back and wonder if, you know, what was going on there. But the other thing is, and I'm, I'm going to speak to Reds fans here. This situation is why Pete Rose should never be honored or even a part of anything with the Reds. Because this is the shit that Pete Rose did. Yep. It's disgusting. I don't care if it was in the 60s or 70s or 80s. This is what Pete Rose did. This is why he's a disgusting human being. Should never be honored at all by the Cincinnati Reds. I don't care how many hits he had. I don't I don't care about any of that. He, he and, is... And it's something he did when he was a player. Right. So for all the people who want to try to... Well, you got to separate the player... From the blah 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 or the manager from the no stop felipe vasquez is the pirates pete rose both pieces of shit so they're going to put a statue out front right of PNC? yeah yeah should it should there be a yeah exactly should there be a statue out in, in pittsburgh because he can throw a ball very well this and i've we've all had these arguments with people defending pete rose this is the same thing it's it was just as disgusting for Pete. But his number count of certain statistics isn't as high, right? So so we can justify uh, that, but not uh, you know, oh that Pirates player, he's the worst. Yeah, the, yeah. the can, compartmentalized can I, can I because a he's a, a player of our our team and yeah. uh, and did a lot more and a lot better and this and that and it's all grotesque and, and non defensible at the end of the day. 
Go ahead, Branch. Yeah. Can, can I give a personal experience on, you know, okay, I'm a 45-year-old man. There is a lot of really pretty, you know, young ladies that I come in contact with. Yesterday, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm getting oh, no. checked out. I, no, listen, I'm getting checked out <laughs> by by a very, a very, a very, very pretty, very nice. Define very, checked out here. Very, we need we need context. I'm I'm buying food. Okay, <laughs> all right, fine. A scanner. Okay, and you know, and, she, and she's a lovely young girl. It is okay for me to think this is a nice young girl. I come home and I go to my 16 year old. Hey, you need to put an application in at that grocery store. And if you start dating the girl that checked me out today, I will not be sad because she was a very lovely young girl. That There's nothing wrong with that. That's not being pervy. But when you go after that girl, then something's wrong with you. When you even think about it, it something's wrong with you. These are little kids, for God's sakes. And using professional athlete fame and money, that's, that's predatory. I mean, actually, it's predatory no matter what you do, but it's still just, it's like, oh my gosh. And these people in your mentions, Coop, that are like, well, maybe she was kind of, stop that. Exactly. The- stop that. that. That's how girls that get raped don't get believed is because of that dumbass mindset. Because of victim blaming or victim it just, shaming. It's just sickening. It's so sickening. I agree with and you 100%. It's the only thing, it's the only thing that, that's done that with, like. If a girl gets raped, oh, well, was she asking for it? Does anybody ask if somebody was asking for it, if they're burglarized? No. If their car gets jacked? No. What the hell is wrong with us as a society that we go this route? It's fucking sickening, and it needs to stop. It really does. So, yeah, this this whole situation is just a complete and utter mess. I mean, personally, I think Clint Hurdle was on his way out anyway, but... And I and I'm not blaming Clint Hurdle for this. Obviously, this is all on Felipe Vasquez, but the way he's let that clubhouse go out of control, you you can't bring him back. I mean, you just can't. I know we talked about that a little bit last week, but if I was Pittsburgh, I would clean house. Obviously, I I mean, I would have re- released Vasquez yesterday. Uh, I would just like to say that uh, I think you know. If you paid any attention to the Pirates this week, uh, the club is, I mean, the team's quit on them. Hurdle. It's gone. Um, yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see if the Pirates cut bait before the end of the season. I don't think they will, but I think that would send a strong message of what the franchise is thinking. Um, I hope he's gone, and I think it's good for that club. I think it's good for baseball, but uh, it's a shit show. And if they retain him, dear God. Complete toxic environment, I think, at this point. That I think he's gone and he's in, in Chicago starting next year. So, you think that the Cubs would fire Madden if they don't make the playoffs? Uh, I think Madden's gone no matter what. Think he's just going to retire, kind of thing? No, I think Madden's gone. I think there's some bridges been burned there. There's some weird shit going on up in Chicago, too. Uh, it just does not seem like that. He should have been extended by now, and he's not. They're they're not going to let that lay long. He's he's going to be he's going to be gone quick. I don't know who's going to pick him up. It, but well, he, he'll be a coach somewhere. Joe Girardi's probably going to go to the Cubs then. You are you sure it wouldn't be Hurdle? Yeah, um, because okay. when the Reds were when the Reds interviewed him, he pulled out and basically said that he would really only go to the Cubs. 
that's probably not helping Madden any right now either. Yeah. Yeah. I actually hope the Cubs don't make the playoffs just so Castellanos can uh, be that much closer to free agency. But I know it doesn't matter. But that's just. Oh, yes. 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 (laughs) We can get into that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. Um, Will you want to bring up your Michael Lorenzen topic before we start talking about lightning? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of the gimmick. Make it stop. It's just a shiny little object to distract people from what is basically a failure of a season. So they're not playing him enough to get him two-way player status next year. So can well, we stop gloating and obsessing over it and everything else in between? If you're, I agree with you. If you're if you're going to play him enough, that's one thing. But this every now and then putting him in the outfield, every now and then pinch hitting. No, you're wasting at bats that somebody else could be getting to give them a look for next year. Like why, why is Michael Lorenzen playing over O'Grady in the outfield? There's no need for that. If you're not committed to him being a true, tr- as if, you're if saying, this, is this is the plan, right? Was right. to get him the two player, two way player status. Then this should have been happening a lot more earlier in the season. Right. And if, it's not. And to this, to me, it's just a gimmick at the end of the season for fan interest, for a story, for this and that, to distract from the fact the team didn't isn't going to reach 500 again, and is probably you know going to be fourth in the division, and, and it's a way to distract, and and that's the only thing I consider it to be. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That they've half-assed it, and now you're basically just wasting it, bats. I yeah, and they have a then they're just basically showing their cards that they have a very. You know, you're putting uh, them there. Sh- you could make shallow center field depth, and you have uh, an injury-prone center fielder. I mean, they, for Christ's they sake, are issues. <laughs> they played Shebler in center early in the season. They played Winker earlier in the season in center. You're telling me you can't put somebody else in center that's a younger player, and yeah. you know, let them play. I Anyone mean, else? I mean, and, and, I- and so you know, give Van Meter some more bats, or give yeah, it just. I'm even okay if they would just put Phil Irvin in center. I could at least respect that. And they've yeah. done that too. They, hey, he's got a couple starts. It, it's just yeah. it's, the whole reason is a PR stunt. Anything that's taking at bats away from Van Meter in one way, shape, or form is just wrong. And 100% I, agree I, with I, that. I don't understand where their mindset is with this. And the Lorenzo thing, it just sounded like Phil Razor, uh, or what Wu said, was uh, agreed. <laughs> no, I, 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 hundred percent agree with you on that. That I, I'm not a fan of gimmicks, and if it's not like pro wrestling, that's where gimmicks happen. This is supposed to be real. This is baseball. Speaking of gimmicks, there's lightning that happens near the ballpark. Yes, what a wonderful transition. Thank you, Wu. So I want to. <laughs> And I don't know if there's going to be other podcasts that talk about this. Probably not, because I'm a little Probably bit of a not. little bit of a weather nerd. Try to have Storm Chaser Nick on tonight, but he was unavailable. There was an article this week from the Washington Post that here's here's the headline: Businesses are buying into devices that claim to stop lightning despite skeptics. One of them is your Cincinnati Reds. At Great American Ballpark in early May, they installed what's called lightning suppressors. Now, this is different than lightning rods. 
lightning rods or just a iron bar with uh, uh, basically a piece of rebar almost with steel cable going from the bar down into the ground so that if lightning were to strike uh, it would be attracted to those bars and the charge would go into the ground and not you know kill people basically it doesn't it doesn't damage the structure right the idea. yeah the whole lightning rod it's it's a it's basically what's called like a dumb system there's no electronics it's no. just there as a preventive measure and it is known to work lightning still is going to strike but the thought again is that it's going to strike that lightning rod and not somewhere in the stands and it gets moved down into the ground and it's dissipated yep, yep. And, and that's that lightning rods are everywhere they're on businesses they're at playgrounds everywhere every cell phone tower you pass has a huge lightning rod system on yeah it. so these lightning suppressors work a different way where the the company claims that it can produce a a balanced charge basically and i don't want to get too nerdy here but lightning happens when you have two opposite charges from the ground and from the clouds that attract to each other connect and then you have lightning so the suppressors supposedly uh in about like an 80 foot radius around it take that charge and neutralize it basically what they're supposedly. trying to do is keep a positive charge on the ground right. because as your water molecules from the hot air on the ground rise to the cool air in the clouds they get positively charged and you end up with a with basically what would be considered a, for layman's terms a static buildup. And what they're trying to do is positively charge the particles on the ground around it. So a positive and a positive will not arc, but a positive will arc to a negative. And what ends up happening is you end up with all these positive charged particles in the air that causes a lightning strike being negatively charged towards ground, which is trying to find ground. They're, they're attracted to each other. And that's what causes right. So the Now, a lot of thanks, people... Bill Nye. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Sorry. Branch Nye, the science guy over here. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, an, I'm an electrical engineer. And so I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So Sorry if I went too geeky there. <laughs> so there's a lot of people... I'm positively charged after that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of people who thinks that these things are complete bullshit. Uh, there's um, been some studies done that say that uh, they don't do anything, that a lightning rod is your best bet. I mean, there's there's people who, who claim that these, these things are just a waste of money. So anyway, so the, so the Reds bought these systems and put them on their light towers. This was not reported until this week. This company is based out of Indiana. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a 120-foot radius where it says it neutralized what's called streamers. Again, I don't want to get too technical, but uh, when these charged particles interact, you get streamers from structures on the ground and leaders from the clouds. And when a streamer and a leader intersect, you get lightning. <sighs> so one, there's one expert, at it, and this is a good term, calls it a gimmick uh this lady her name is jennifer morgan from a group called the lightning safety alliance says that promising protection for people in open areas during a storm conditions is irresponsible especially in the case of a sports stadium where tens of thousands of people are potentially exposed to lightning risk 
relying on unproven gimmicks to protect people in the stadium is an invitation for a lightning tragedy. So, I have two problems there. Go ahead. One, like there's tens of thousands of people in a red. <laughs> <laughs> two, the Reds are still due to liability reasons. They're going to tell everyone to get the get the f get the f out. You know, go get out of the open stands. I don't care what technology they have up there. They're not going to trust it enough that they're someone's going to get struck and sue their ass. So no, and and the article does say that the Reds didn't take down the lightning rods. The lightning rods are still there. This suppressor system is just in addition to that. But these things are not cheap. They won't even put the price on their website. They want you to be a serious buyer before they all tell you how much these things are. So much so that they talk about their financing plan. These things are thousands of dollars at least each. I could have gone to better Wi-Fi. Come on. <laughs> Why are the Reds wasting money on a gimmick? I, I, I'm told they're not uh, very financially fluid and um, are poor and such. And that... Uh, they don't have money to spend on free agents, so that's a good question. You're 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 crying poor, like you said about free agency. What what if these things were five hundred thousand dollars? What if they were two hundred fifty thousand dollars? What I find interesting is that they're listed as being the pilot for Major League Baseball, right? And why I don't deny there's plenty of good thunderstorms that hit Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I would expect like Kansas City, St. Louis, yeah, yeah. to be better prospects to test that technology even atlanta yeah even atlanta actually uh, the better the better place would be miami they've got yeah yeah average although they've got a dome they got a dome so they've got a dome but you don't want lightning hitting that oh absolutely not yeah i mean that's that the whole idea is to protect the structure Uh, but my point being that you know it doesn't scream the optimal test location uh my guess would be there's a financial benefit involved with being a pilot where the major league baseball offsets some of those costs at significantly amount because you are a pilot group um for, for the technology so that, that'd be my guess as to what's going on there i'm, I'm gonna tr- i'm gonna try to explain this and, and not get too technical with it because again i'm an electrical engineer i i understand how electricity works lightning we're only about 70 percent sure on that was from my college which was 20 some years ago i don't <laughs> think they've made leaps and bounds on on lightning since then but you're talking between a million and a billion joules per lightning strike between a gc lightning strike which is called ground ground contact uh you have heat lightning and other lightning sources that are different heat lightning heat lightning's no. a myth heat lightning's a myth but anyway go those ahead. are different they don't they don't really mess with us they don't that's a different kind of still discharge heat particles light- one I was trying to get to negative. Heat, no. heat lightning is regular lightning. It's just from a distance. But anyway, continue. It, it, it's sort of. Anyway, but there's also a sonic boom with, with heat lightning, hence the terminology. But um, but the amount of what's called a joule, which is a way to measure really high. Is there a gigawatt coming in here? No. 1.21 gigawatts. It's how to measure a lot of gigawatts, okay? Let's just put or is it, it a gigawatt? I, I don't is know how that gigawatts, goes. Gigawatts, gigawatts. It's 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 a way to measure that in a in a large scale. Um, and it's 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 not that I don't believe this technology has some fact in science. I think it does, but I don't don't believe that the product that you can put on the ground can overcome 
that positive and negative charge that's going to build up because what would happen is if those positive particles that are built up by moisture from warm air going down, going to cold air up in the clouds, they, they're still going to be positively charged. That means that everything to basically around GABP should be getting the hell lit out of it. All the bridges, everything else. Because that energy still has to go somewhere. You can't contain it for that long. It takes a while to turn air into plasma, which is a lightning strike. And if, if, if you have that much energy, it has to go away somehow. It just has to. It, it, it can't build too much. You know, there, there's going to be an arc at some point when the difference in polarity is too much. So there's another person in this that was quoting the story who used to work at the Kennedy Space, Kennedy Space Center, so NASA. He says that uh, his name's Carlos Mata. Not just NASA, but any commercial launch provider, whether it's SpaceX or Blue Origin, Boeing or ULA, you name it, none of these gadgets are used in their launch pads. Not a single one. Because they don't work. I, I read the article, here, and my favorite, a, here, my favorite part... Here's a good way to explain this to you, using that. So, sorry, Wu, but here's a That's really good. good way. A former Marine used to win an F-18 with land. You have to wipe it down with a static brush before the pilot can get out because because of the charge again, you end up with a positive and negative that can charge it that's done with something attached to ground it's not you would think that the military would have, would have installed these on their jets if it was something that was feasible does that make sense you know, yes yeah when you when, when the good old-fashioned you run that charge to ground before my, you take the chance of hurting a pilot all right my, Tell us the my, favorite part. My favorite part of the story is where the defender and provider of said technology says they are a disruptor of the market, um, which for me is always a flag of I'm full of bullshit and mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> and I'm selling you my magic beans. Um, that's just my personal experience, well, but it's sort of stuck out as anybody's using that kind of language. It's intentionally. Um, uh, lighting themselves on fire, in my opinion. But. Well, I went to their website, and they have things like 100% guaranteed to prevent lightning. And I see that, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So I, I feel I, like the Reds were sold the magic beans. The, the person with the Reds that they quote, Tim O'Connell is the Reds' vice president of ballpark operations. He was quoted as saying that, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna say sample size because I don't remember what the quote was. It was basically like we put these in, and since then we haven't had a single strike to hit the stadium. And there's a lot of variables in a the place there, right? Which could be negated negated a lot by having this technology quote technology in multiple stadiums or multiple years at GAVP. So yeah, so they they say uh, possible or not, the Reds say the system is working, and O'Connell says that he asked around MLB and their response was we'd love to see it work. We'd love to see it. Oh yeah. We'd love to see all kinds of things work. And it's interesting also because you have a, a privately owned business reporting is that it we called have zero lightning Indus strikes, right? Is that privately owned business called O'Connell industries? No, it's, it's EMP. <laughs> so, you know, that, play on no, words. Uh, play on words there. EMP. Solutions. Now lightning strike is not an electromagnetic pulse by a long shot. Right. Now, uh, now electromagnetically charging. 
blah, 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 blah. One thing they, yeah. one thing they have going for them is that they did install this at the National Weather Service office in Amarillo, Texas. But, like we was saying, lightning strikes, there's, <laughs> lightning strikes are a completely random event that you cannot predict, and you cannot stop. I mean, I'm sorry, Branch, you're right too. You're talking about millions of joules of electricity. Yes. A little. It, uh, it just it's not feasible. A little fucking aluminum dome on the top of a light stanchion with some charged ions coming out of it is not going to stop a lightning strike. I'm sorry. I so mean, technically, with enough mass and energy, we can bend space and time enough to actually time travel. Now you've just blown my fucking mind. Technically. <laughs> is it ever going to happen? No. Yes, it already harness, has happened. We have Come to on. harness the power of like a, a you know, a, a, a supermassive nova. I mean, it just it's are we going to spiral? On, are we going to spiral into uh, quantum mechanics here? Come on. No, let's bring this back full circle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the whole Maybe point. To, yeah, but okay. The whole point in me bringing this up was why are the Reds spending their money on gimmicks like this instead of improving the team or improving the See, stadium? I, I can almost guarantee it's because Major League Baseball is subsidizing the research i'd be really surprised if there's anything besides that it just boggles my mind that like we've talked about a team that cries poor goes and spends money on something like this now if they didn't spend any money if this is baseball who spent the money and just decided to put it in cincinnati fine i'm gonna i I mean i assume uh, the reds have some skin in the game right i mean you'd have to yes correct Uh, but i assume at the same time mlb is subsidizing a good chunk of it because if it's something that turns out to be a beneficial entire league that is you know money well spent for them if, if not then you know even if it's a couple hundred thousand or whatever you know a million mm-hmm. five million the amount of money baseball brings in that is chump change to them so of course well, they're gonna say yeah we'll and, spend that and here's the thing shout out to Polly. great american ballpark was built by the hamilton county taxpayers paid for by the hamilton county taxpayers did the Hamilton County taxpayers pay for this gimmick? Or did the Reds pay for it? That's what something I would want There's to know. a good chance that the Hamilton County It's not the Paul Brown deal. Come on. No, it is. It, the Reds lease is night and day to the Bengals lease. But Hamilton County is responsible for that stadium still. Yeah, but, I mean, the Reds have put a... a no, I no, mean, absolutely. Depending on ownership group, but... They have put a lot of money no, in no. that scene, especially from its you original figuration. You guys are being polite. I think somebody's back was getting scratched here with kickbacks. Eh, it's I mean, it's possible. I mean, that, this, that's just the way this works. Is Hey, Bob, I invested in this company that really sucks. Uh, I think you could give me a... Uh, I've got a WAPO, I've got a WAPO uh, reporter that's willing to give me a fluff piece on it. It'll get you all in the Washington Post and... You know, if you spend, you know, yeah. the Reds are definitely looking to get million, the Washington Post. Million you got from 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 uh, the Bam, you know, deal. Bam. Yeah. Now, hopefully, uh, hopefully, my expert will be able to come on in a future podcast, and we can maybe delve into this a little bit more. But I don't know. I just I read that article, and I was like, "What are we doing here? What are we doing here?" I'm shocked that Wapo run with it like they did. I I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it almost read like an advertisement. I mean, it was. I don't know. But yeah, they put plenty of counterpoints in there. So I mean, they, they put they yeah. Did, but, yeah. And uh, you can Google some articles. Just uh, you just Google that 
lightning suppressor. I mean, the lightning rods do their jobs. I don't know why you need to do this. But anyway, that was, I don't know. I just saw that, and I thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about. I have a personal lightning story I want to get off my chest. Let's hear your lightning story. Uh, So I was about, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that, on vacation. And uh, we stop at this shop or some bullshit. And uh, I'm walking in with my mom, a little kid me. I hear this crackling noise in the ground. I'm like, what the hell is this? Lightning goes. I'm like, holy shit, you know. Cloud to ground lightning. I mean, sorry, uh, ground to cloud lightning, right? Or the, the buildup of the positive charge in yeah. the ground, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am approximately, I think about sixth, seventh grade about this. No, fifth, fifth or sixth grade. So that's my personal experience with lightning. Do you remember uh, I, the hairs on your arms and your head standing up? Uh, no, I do not. But I, 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 but literally I was within uh, half a foot or a foot of and, where. And, and do you remember the smell of the ionized air afterwards? I don't have really have a sense of smell, so okay. sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's <laughs> a usually there's there's a really heavy sense of ionized air. But this is where my, this is where my story goes kind of sideways. So, so that's my experience, right? Mm-hmm. I heard the noise, heard the charge in the ground, obviously, or it originated from there. Uh, experienced it firsthand. Uh, the next year in grade school, uh, go back to class. We're talking about lightning, going on and on about cloud to cloud. You know, cloud to ground. I'm like, oh, there's a third kind. You know, there's ground to cloud, and, and I'm told, no, that does not exist. And so I would just like to tell that teacher to fuck off. And no, uh, that exists. That yes, exists. heat Correct. lightning yes. doesn't exist, but heat lightning exactly. <laughs> but the other, and, yes. Uh, yeah, I was t- told profusely, and I explained what happened and how it had to be uh, ground to cloud lightning due to you know positive and negative charges and, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff and. I wouldn't have heard it within the ground, and I'd also be dead because I wouldn't have heard it, and I would have kept walking. Uh, so anyway, f- fuck you. There's a there's a famous picture, and I'll have to try to find it. Uh, of I th- I think this was in the 80s. I, I might be mistaken, but a group of uh, like, I don't know if they were teenagers or young adults, whatever. They were at a uh, like a like a park somewhere, like a national park, and their hair started standing up. And they took a picture mm-hmm. of their hair standing up. And uh, something like two to three minutes after they took that picture, they were struck by lightning and like one, at least one of them died. Yeah. And, and that's what like branch, when you said that, that's what made me think of that is uh, mm-hmm. that charge was already building. It just needed yes. a, um, you know, quote unquote spark to ignite it. Con- it needed a conduit. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yep. Yeah, I, I'll never forget it because you know I'm walking in and I'm like, "What is this noise?" My mom runs into the back of me. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "There is boom," <laughs> <laughs> and like literally, if we had kept walking, I think she would at least have been toast. So, yeah. yeah the only lightning story I have is that lightning struck our house once when we were only my sister was home and we were away, and she was <laughs> she was sitting there watching TV, and it struck like where the like the cable like cable TV came into the house and it blew up our VCR and the TV until we got rid of it had purple around the edges. <laughs> yeah. I, I had where it struck the house and came in through an outlet and I saw it encompass the entire, the entire wall, like a spider web and then go back in, Ooh. which was very fucking cool. Now uh, this never, this never happened to me, but I, I you know, I work in, 
an industry where people are under towers a lot. And a a a friend of mine uh, was in a was in the compound of a tower when it got struck, and he said it was crazy because he's standing there, and it's arcing to the fence, and to gr- everything's going to ground. It's doing what it's supposed to do. But you're just standing there, and you kind of like shit in your pants. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's this is happening because it's just so, you mentioned so you mentioned, loud. <laughs> you mentioned going to ground. Uh, once I, um, where I lived, it was like January. One of those uncommon thunderstorms in the middle of January in Ohio. Fro- the ground's frozen. Yeah. Lightning struck and couldn't break through. Yeah, and is bouncing across yeah. the field. <laughs> Like just a ball. That's, that's just, ball lightning, which is extremely rare. And yeah, and it just one of the more amazing things I've ever seen in my life. Just it's it's just like the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. All right. Well, this has been lightning talk with uh, Coop, Blue, and Branch. <laughs> let's uh, talk about some uh, uh, hockey now. Let's go. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk hockey. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> uh, I did ask the uh, listeners to submit some questions for the podcast, and they did. Uh, I asked them to use the uh, hashtag pedophile pirates. And again, you know, we're soliciting questions, not from 15 year olds. That, that's a bad one, but, uh, well, both, what's, the of, what's the term of service on Twitter? I mean, that's not that's crazy. here. <laughs> yeah. So Burmese not on the podcast tonight. Shout out to Burmy, but he asked a question. Hashtag pedophile pirates. Do you think Pete Rose gave a recent talk to their locker room? Well, <sighs> You know, grass on the field, play ball. Exactly, that's Pete Rose's advice right there. I mean, it's bad advice, but yeah. Jonathan Webster at J Webster Ten. Shout out to Jonathan. He has a question for us. Hashtag pedophile pirates. Anyone excited for the new Cult of Luna album? The fuck is a Cult of Luna? Never heard of it. Woo. Curious person, so I'll listen. But. I'm totally into that. Not having it. No, no, I have no clue. I have no idea. The hell it's is awesome. It? It's awesome. It's a, it's a cult. So I've heard those things are good. I mean, like the Catholic Jonathan, Church. I'll, the Catholic I'll, Church look, you know, I'll look them up and, and see if I like them or not, and let you know some other. What the Swedish heavy metal like band? It. They are a Swedish heavy metal band. So it might be actually something I would like. But uh, it probably is. <laughs> I've never heard of them. But I mean, we did have a live reading of Cannibal Corpse. There oh, we go. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that was yes. some good stuff. <laughs> I, actually, I'll probably hate that. You'll probably like them. <laughs> Our next question comes from Average Joe at Garpike28, G-A-R-P-I-K-E 28. I don't know. Maybe it's short for Gary or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, he asks, uh, hashtag pedophile pirates. What kind of candy do the pirates give to the kids in the locker rooms? Oh, my God. Uh, bean balls. <laughs> Boston baked beans. Uh, something with roofies in it, probably. Salty chocolate drops. Joshua Rutherford. We're going to jo- move on. Yeah, we'll move on. Joshua, Joshua Rutherford. Shout out to Joshua. He asked the question, hashtag pedophile pirates. Does Cornhog make for a good lightning rod? Cornhog <laughs> can attract any kind of energy. And we're just going to leave it at that. It's especially delicious with mustard. <laughs> That's all the questions we had. Seventy-six wins is still out there. That's the best part. I don't think it's happening. Yeah, you know what? Say I, five I believe five? All, the, all my soul that it's actually going to happen. I wanted to happen. Fucker alive. 
I want it to happen so bad. I know. <laughs> oh my god. It would be amazing. Just so amazing. Just. Mm. Just when did the article off. come out about seventy six wins? Being that was right. Tra- that was right at right the. Tra- it was right around the dead. Yeah, it was right around the deadline. That week, that was same, well, after the Bauer trade. It was within a half an hour of that. Oh my! And then, God. and then we had the players' weekend, and I can't believe the Reds social Red social media team. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> One, you unblocked me, and two, thank you, thank you for my guitar. <laughs> I appreciate it. So that'll about uh, bring us to this week's Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week. Last week was Antonio Brown for obvious reasons. He was really happy. He was really happy to receive the reward. So I'm going to go first this week, and it's going to be Felipe Vasquez. (laughs) Talk about being a major dick. Fuck Felipe Vasquez. And... Just fuck the pirates in general. So, Branch, your corn hog of the week. I'm just gonna bandwagon this shit. I'm I'm saying Felipe Vasquez. We can have three choices. All three be Felipe Vasquez. That's incorrect. No, it's incorrect. Oh, oh Woo's Woo's got something. Okay. Woo's got somebody. Yeah. I'm yeah. going with Felipe Vasquez too. So I've got I've got Pete Rose. Oh. Okay. But that was a different era. Yeah, and it's it, it's a stain. On our house. That's all. It is. All right. So we're only going to have two choices this week. Felipe Vasquez or Pete Rose for your Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week. And I think they both have to be co-winners because we're all losers because, you know. <laughs> God. Don't be pedophiles, people. For for God's sakes. I'm, I'm, yeah. It, Jesus. It, it's. It's. Why would a pro athlete do this? That, I, that, seriously, let's. I hate. All right. So, 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 you're enabled your entire life at the end of the day, right? You you can do this thing well, and everyone keeps rewarding you for doing it well. Therefore, you're enabled and forgiven for doing certain things, and that just becomes the override overriding understanding of the world that is surrounding you. That. I, I think you got to have some mental issues mental too. There. I oh, no, I'm so not denying too. there's not mental issues, but. That is the root of it, right? Like, I am excused from my behavior because I throw a baseball really fast. So now about we'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll go around the room here, uh, give everybody's final thoughts. So let's start with you, Wu. Uh, give us your final thoughts for tonight. My final thoughts is, dear God, please, Reds, do not re-sign Jose Iglesias, even though he scored the go-ahead run right now. The entire fan club, get bent. Are <laughs> uh, you... Shout out to Chad Dotson. He, he's he's been hor- dealing yes. with the Jose Iglesias yeah. fan club. Uh, I, I got involved oh. in that once. Oh my god, Jose Iglesias is a bottom th- like third to last. Batting average, woo. Batting average, woo. Yeah. Just, no. Batting like, average I, I, is literally his only stat that's worth a damn, and that stat it, is worthless. It, it, on top of that, like just you look at any stat of value compared to other. Shortstops, the guy is the worst, like fourth, fifth, third worst in Major League Baseball for a shortstop. Not it's just among his peers, let alone anything else. So stop. Uh, there's people talking like resign. Stop. Stop it. No, no. Don't. You want more from this team. You need more from this team. If he is your starting shortstop next season, the Reds most likely have failed this offseason. So 
yeah, just so, yeah. have a good day. Agreed. Shout out to Chad Dotson for fighting the good fight on that. Listen to Red Nation Radio. Branch, your final thoughts. Spend the fucking money. Go get Rendon. Hell, get Cassianos. Get whatever the hell it takes. Spend the money. Make this team better next year. We did not get and to talk about it. We can talk about it now. All we right. can talk about yes. whatever we want, whenever we want, Woo. There we go. We can cut it back in, and no one would be the wiser. No, nah, we'll just leave it where it's at. <laughs> hey, I, I, go ahead. First of all, okay, so in my opinion, Puig is the most overrated free agent to be in a long, long time. I like to see Castellanos or Azuna. I think Azuna's. there's been a lot of talk with him staying with uh, the Cardinals, but Castellanos, I would love for the Reds due to his flexibility and position between third base and corner outfield. That would be a premier sign. He's the youngest amongst them as well. Go get that guy. Go get him. Well, and speaking of Chad Dotson, he had an article in Cincinnati Magazine today about how Reds fans would be right to be really pissed off this offseason if the Reds do not get aggressive with trying to improve the team, whether that's free agency or trades, because all that money coming off the books, you've effed up the rebuild to this point. There are impact free agents. Not a lot of them. Joey Votto strikes out. That sucks. Uh, there's a lot of impact free agents. I mean, let me, let me try that again. There's not a lot of impact free agents, but there are impact bats that can be had. Go ahead, Will. There's a lot of increase in uh, performance available for the Reds, right? Absolutely. There, the Reds' offense is horrible. Bottom third. If this team, ha- the goal for next season, let's pretend pitching is going to be somewhat the same, even a little decline. The goal for next season is to have an, an a top one half, one half of the league offense. You do that, this is a playoff team. Just that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So you go out and you get a, a two impact bats. This is probably a playoff team, without a doubt. It, you, you know, you, you can't you can't count on Van Meter. You can't count on uh, Aquino. You know, you just you can't. You need to go out and assume those guys are not going to continue, or are not reliable enough. And you need to fill the gaps in this office. The middle infield's a disaster. Um, you, you, I, I can live with catcher, right? At the end of the day, but the, you need to fill the gaps. And the team, the ownership needs to be all in. Anything else, the fans should write. They should be mad because yep. this has been a, a a rebuild that was botched from the beginning, and now at the end, if they don't go all in and spend what they need to spend to make it happen, it's a disservice. And no one should go to the ballpark and spend their hard-earned dollars to support that, because just for a you know a seventy-six win team at the end of the day. You know, again, this offseason will prove is Bob Castling about winning, as he said. Right? We're not going to we're simply not going to lose anymore. Is what he said when he took over. Right, which is been a, a whole BS. lot of losing, a whole lot of losing. Right, so is, is 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 this this is where you put your money where your mouth is, and is this team about winning the championship, or is it about not sucking? Right, is it about yep. we're we're not horrible, we're not great, and there's a big difference there. Right, uh, every fan would trade everything in the world to say every five years. Or seven years, we're gonna have a shot at a World Series, without a doubt. Especially for the Reds, right? You say it's small market, mm-hmm. this and that, which is bullshit in today's economics. They they would trade that in for a heartbeat. 
every five to seven years to say we're going to have a run at a World Series. Speaking of not sucking, shout out to Tyler Malley tonight. Six innings, one hit, one earned run, only two walks. Good job, young man. So, for my final thoughts. The pitching, the pitching, hold on, hold on. No, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. The pitching's been so damn good. And I'm a firm believer in all ships rise with the high tide. You add two bats, Denzel's better. Winker's better. Uh, hell, believe it or not, Suarez might actually be better. You know, Votto could be better. It's just, you got to surround these guys with good players. You have to. You've got you we have a, a small core, not a big core. We got a small core. Shout out to Phil. They, they they really have to, to up it. And if they do, this will be a much better ball club. And it's just it's it's so frustrating. because uh, honestly, if they come in at hundred and ten million so, I'm probably out. You know, it's I think I think it's about where Chad's at too. This club's got to be spending twenty million more, in my opinion. That that would tell me they're serious. Like, just regardless of the result on the, regardless what the result is, if you tell me the Reds are spending twenty million more on salary next season, I will say they are serious about trying to make a run and making something out of this window. If they don't, that tells me it's just it's bullshit. And why should I care? And also to all you all out there on Twitter that think that players won't come to Cincinnati because they can go to fucking New York or L.A. or whatever. They're, if Cincinnati pays the most, they will come here. There is no huge baseball endorsement deals. When's the last time we all went out and bought Mike Trout sneakers? It's not the fucking NBA Speaking guy. of Mike Trout, he <laughs> thinks that lightning technology is bullshit. There and you go. And he's a weather geek, isn't he? Correct. Yeah. So for my final thoughts. Uh, We're not going to. Nope, nope, nope. Can't do that. Can't let it happen. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For my final thoughts, I want to give a shout out to Unc Ram at Unc Ram on Twitter. Uh, shout out to the Cincy Sports Gallery for sponsoring the podcast. Go in there and get all of your Eric Davis posters like I'm going to. Uh, I just need to figure out when I can get up there. Uh, Magnum 44. The 44 Magnum poster. I asked Callie <laughs> yeah. if they have it, and she said they do. They and do, it's go- and it's awesome. And it's going to be mine. So... <laughs> so for Branch and Woo, this is Coop saying uh, we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati where the river winds. Across the Mason and the Dixon line.